Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, everyone? Welcome in and welcome back to Shaw Local Bears Insider Podcast. I am Kyle Neighbors along with Sean Hammond. It is Tuesday, November 7th. Uh, we are here at week 10, uh, a couple days away from our second Thursday night game of the season here, Sean. It feels weird having two Thursday night games. Yeah, this is the this is the first time that that they're allowing teams to have multiple Thursday games. And and uh, the NFL is taking advantage of that with the Bears uh, getting some some Chicago viewership on Thursday night. Yeah, we'll get uh, a, a close up look at Bryce Young, possibly Justin Fields. We'll talk about possibly. all of that. Possibly all that this morning on uh, the podcast. Make sure you follow us on X or Twitter at Bears underscore Insider. You can also go to shawlocal.com for all your Bears content. You'll find Sean's content right there. You can find Sean on Twitter at Sean underscore Hammond. You can also find him on Instagram and threads. You can find myself on Twitter at Kyle Neighbors. And Jake Bartleson is working behind the scene for us this morning, helping produce the show. You can find Jake on Twitter at Jake Bartleson. We're going to be with you guys for the next 30 minutes or so talking Bears Panthers, a little bit of what happened on Sunday down in New Orleans. Sean, though, really the main topic conversation and the question that anyone is asking this week is, are we going to see Justin Fields on Thursday night? Yeah, it, it's funny, Kyle. We were talking about this uh, during our Friday show, which was a, before practice on Friday, and we were saying yeah. how... Uh, it makes a lot of sense to rest him, blah, blah, blah. And then a couple of hours later, there he was uh, on the practice field, throwing the football around for the first time in 19 days. What was what was your reaction when you looked out there and saw him on Friday after we after we had that conversation on top of it? My reaction was um, that Friday just turned into a busy day is, is was <laughs> my first thought. Like, OK, I'm going to have to write a few things today. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean. It kind of makes sense um, to get him back out there. There was no chance he was going to play against the Saints. But if his thumb was feeling good, I mean, why not at least throw the football around a little? Like I said, that was the first time he threw a football in 19 days. So so he, you know, is going to need more practice time than that, uh, you know. And I still think that that this week is going to be a tough one because practice yesterday on Monday practice today on Tuesday those are just walkthroughs and so you're not really doing a full you're only really doing one full practice this week week ahead of this Thursday game which I think makes it kind of tough uh, for him to get game ready 
I don't know. Maybe, but like, I I think the fact that he practiced on Friday is an indication that they want him to be able to play yeah, on Thursday. Signal. Yeah. yeah. Cause uh, I, if it, I, I, I assume if like, let's say they weren't on a short week this week, he probably wouldn't have picked up a football on Friday Yeah, and they just would have started out this week on a normal schedule, but them having him practice on Friday for the first time in 19 days kind of gives me the feeling like they were like, all right, let's, let's mm-hmm. see how you're doing gripping the football so we can start trying to get this in, in order for you to play on Thursday night, if that's possible. So yeah. I, you know, I think there's a decent, a, a fairly high chance that we're going to see Justin Fields on Thursday night. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm tending to agree with that. It, it seems here. Micah says there's zero reason for Justin not to play. Um, yeah, look at this for let's try to to get in the head of Matt, Matt Eberflus here a little bit. Like if you're an NFL head coach and you see a very beatable opponent on a Thursday night um and, and you think your your QB1 is potentially ready, I mean, they're going to do everything they can to to get him ready to go, you know. They while while a 9-day layoff is is a good thing after that you know you could you could rest him and, and give him an extra extra 9 days to to get that thumb healthy but they see opportunities to win and this coaching staff can't really can't really afford to to just wait around for for wins like they need to win football games if they want to keep their jobs i don't think they you know the other part the other factor of this too is you're coming off another loss in which Tyson Bajan had four of your five turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talk about a, a, a coaching staff which is back against the wall and needs wins. You're going to put your best players out there. And like, you know, the idea that Tyson Bajan isn't going to turn the ball over and give you a chance to win kind of goes out the window at this point. Right. So if Justin Fields can grip the football, as long as, you know, if you're not worried about him injuring, if it's if all you're worried about is Russ, him not playing for three mm-hmm. weeks, I say you got to throw him out there. Go and take for a it. Chance. Right. As long as as long as there's no chance of him hurting that thumb any further, I don't think it matters if he's going to be rusty or not. Um, you would just, you would take a rusty Justin Fields over your backup quarterback any day. Yeah. I against so. a te- against a bad Carolina team. Yeah. Uh, appreciate everyone who's checking in with us live this morning. You can join us live on YouTube. And uh, if you do, do us a favor, subscribe to the channel, leave a thumbs up. If you are joining us live, we appreciate any comment or question. It helps us kind of know what you guys want to talk about. I see Rick in the chat this morning, Rick Gonzalez, CJ Williams, Mike B, of course. Uh, Rick had a, a question about the latest injuries. And let's let's dive into that really quickly, Sean. Where Where are we at with all the injuries? Um, yeah, so Jaquan Brisker is is going to be good to go. He he returned to practice. Um, well, I should say Monday was a walkthrough, so it was an estimate, uh, but but he would have been a full participant if it was a real practice, according to the Bears. Uh, and he, I saw he also tweeted that he's good to go. He's fired up for the game, so that's good. Um, Khalil Herbert has had his uh, practice window open, so he is going to be – back at practice uh coming off that ankle injury he's been on ir the last month um that's a positive development for your running running back situation and and we can talk more about that the other guys too uh josh blackwell was also um designated to return and equinemia st brown who both those two guys were also on ir they they are both returning to practice this week so some reinforcements on the way at a couple of different positions 
Um, and then, you know, the other guys to watch who weren't on IR, but, but Nate Davis and Tremaine Edmonds still have not been practicing. Um, Cole Komet sat out yesterday with a, a knee injury. Don't know what that's about. That's a new thing. We'll kind of have to monitor that. Um, and just a, just a note or a thought to keep in mind this week, again, it's a weird week with a Thursday game, but when they do these walkthrough practices, we don't get to watch any portion of that. So we're not going to actually get our eyes on Justin until Wednesday. And same with all these other guys who are, are coming off injuries. Um, we're not really going to, you know, they're not going to do a full real practice and we're not going to see, you know, if Justin's throwing the football, if he's wearing a glove, if he's not all that stuff, we won't know till Wednesday. Yeah. Matt Eberflew is certainly not going to let you know. I mean, I, I yesterday during this press conference, he essentially said anything like, yeah, we'll give you updates on Wednesday. Um, Let's start a lot of injury news to break down there. Let's start with um, equanimity St. Brown mm -hmm. uh, uh, because I see a question from Rick in here. He says, with EQ back, does that mean no more Bayless? It could. I mean, it should. I, I think we've all kind of, you know, any last holdouts uh, have come to the conclusion that this Bayless Jones thing is pretty much over. I mean, he's a, he's a great kick returner, but you know, the Saints kick the ball over his head every time. And and really, it's like, what are we, you know, with these new rules on, on the kickoffs? What what are we what are we doing here? Like, why, why are we keeping this guy around to go stand out there and, and watch a touchback? I'm going to have some, I mean, you know, well, so one thing I, 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 I before I open my mouth there and say, I'm going to have some questions if if like EQ's inactive on Thursday night and Valus Jones mm -hmm. is out there. Um but before I even was able to fully say that, I thought I should couch that as, as Sean was saying, like, we're not going to know what these guys look like until at least Wednesday when you guys are able to see them on the practice field. Um, with it being a short week and they ju them just being designated to return, I mean, I, I don't think it's safe to assume any of those guys coming off IR play on Thursday night. That's a fantastic point. You know, it's a 21-day window. And you're right. They're not really doing a real practice except for Wednesday this week. Um, we saw that they took two weeks with Braxton Jones. Uh, you know, they opened his window and they, he still didn't play that first week. It's entirely possible none of those three play in this game because you still got that long layoff coming up afterwards. And and you really don't have a, a real uh, regular week of practice. And, you know, those guys... Uh, you know, you, you wonder about the conditioning. That's the big thing. When you, when you miss a month of football, that really matters. And, and especially like, you know, Khalil Herbert with an ankle injury, I don't know how much yeah. he was able to do uh, when he was out. And so all those things kind of factor into this. To me, yeah, he, Khalil Herbert's the one I really wanted to hit on there because you're talking about a guy coming off a high ankle sprain. You've had success with Dante Foreman, Darrington Evans, Roshan Johnson. Um, Khalil Herbert seems like the guy most likely not to play this week. Yeah, I would be a little surprised if they did it that quickly, especially with with the way that those guys have been playing at running back. And it really does become an interesting question what they're going to do, you know, when Herbert is back fully, whether that's this week, whether that's the week after. How are they going to divvy up those touches with him and, and Foreman and, and Roshan? And, uh, you know, at that point, Darrington Evans is probably probably not seeing the ball a whole lot. And, and maybe Roshan Johnson is neither. Darrington Evans has played well since he 
I thought he played really well in the the Saints game. You know, a couple touches, he he looked really nice. I I think he's played well overall since he got here, since he got back here, I should say. He's one of those guys where, you know, like he's probably never going to be a starting running back. He's never Mm going to get himself a nice payday. He's probably going to play like for six, seven, eight teams in an NFL career. But he just seems like one of those guys that's going to hang around and have a job between special teams and and a special, you know, third down back. Just a nice player to fill out a roster, Darrington Evans. Yeah, you know, I talked to him. I was talking to him mostly about Deontay Foreman. This was like two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, he had played for four teams in the last calendar year. And I, I just asked him about that. You know, it didn't it wasn't anything that made my story, but I was just kind of curious what that's like. And he's like, uh, you know, yes, you come back to Chicago. There's familiarity and and you kind of know the playbook, but it's a new year. Like they've got new stuff in there. It's not like just coming back and and you pick up the old playbook from last year and you're good. Like with those guys who are, are, you know, kind of the journeyman types and moving around teams like that is, that is a lot of work to get ready to play football. And, and I think he's done a really nice job coming in and giving the bears some good looks at the running back spot. Mr. Shorty joining the uh, chat this morning. He was uh, with us on the Friday night drive podcast yesterday. Good to see you this morning, man. Uh, Mike B says, I agree. Evans has played well. Now give the ball to Foreman. <laughs> yeah. Down to Foreman. Um, continued to uh, continuing to look like a terrific investment on that one-year deal Sean yeah I mean he runs angry he barrels through guys uh, you can't you can't not give him touches at this point even when Herbert's back I mean if you want to go 50 50 I think you could make that argument sure um, but certainly Foreman has has earned the right to see a lot of touches uh, you know whether that's I think you gotta at least give him 50 percent of the touches if not more between those two guys, Darrington Evans, hopefully getting Justin Fields back. Even I mean, you look at like Tyson Bajant for for the struggles in the passing game against the Saints. He ended up with sixty rushing yards in that game. Yeah, some more designed runs, uh, some scrambles. You know, you figure you saw when Justin before he went out, kind of how they had changed that offense. Outside of now, I'm blanking on the game where they got crushed that he was injured, um, where the um, the design runs seemed to disappear they- again. Uh, he got injured against Minnesota. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, you know, everything adds up to, again, like this team should be an elite run team. And you look at the offensive line too, like the, 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 the run blocking grades, like this team should be able to chew up yards. And that's really mm-hmm. over the, the second half of the season where I think that they need to focus their attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I thought that, you know, watching that game on Sunday, I was really impressed with the Saints secondary. I thought those guys not even not not even even before the interceptions in the second half. I mean, the Bears were not open. And and you saw that play out in the way that Tyson Bajant just had to tuck it and run. And he looked really good doing that. You know, I thought that was a, a really impressive aspect of his game that we hadn't seen a whole lot up to that point. Um and and you know, to your point Kyle, yeah, like you get Justin Fields back He's an elite runner. You got these running backs. You know your running back room is going to be totally healthy once Herbert's back, and uh, you know your all your O line is is basically as healthy as it's been all season. I know Nate Davis is still out, but you should feel really good about the five they got right now. And then once Davis is back, I mean, you got too many good options, and that's a good thing. Uh, and so yeah, these guys should be able to run the ball against anyone. 
Uh, Shaw Local Bears Insider Podcast is sponsored by Ken Nelson Auto Group, proudly serving the Sauk Valley area for over 55 years. Ken Nelson Auto Group offers 10 new vehicle franchises in one convenient location right here in Dixon, Illinois. Shop a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles at KenNelsonAuto.com. Had a lot of questions, a lot of talk in the comments so far, talking about the makeup of that offensive line and what happens when Nate Davis comes back. Uh, Tevin Jenkins playing really well. Darnell Wright playing really well. What do you think the Bears do? How do they shuffle this offensive line around when Nate Davis does make his return? Yeah, I mean, I still think they are going to want Nate Davis on at that right guard spot. That's primarily where he's been. That's where he was in Tennessee. Um, I think they'll move Tevin back to the left side, even though both those guys seem to really play that right guard spot well. Um, well I mean, the thing is, like, Tevin was playing at a, a, a really high level on the left side, too. Tevin, so. Tevin has been playing, playing really, really well, uh, that against the saints. I mean, that was one of his best games. He's, he's been doing a great job, um, whichever side he's on. So yeah, I, I think they're going to leave Davis on the right side. I think the question becomes who you, who are you going to play at center? You know, are you going to play Cody Whitehair or are you going to play Lucas Patrick? Um, the snaps were obviously an issue with, with Cody and, and now he hasn't been playing that spot the last couple of weeks. Um, not that Lucas has been uh, perfect with the snaps either. There were a couple, you know, there seems to be a couple snaps every game that aren't, aren't great, but yeah. And kinda... there's, there's also I mean, both of them. I mean, I think at the end of the day, neither of those guys are the long-term solution at center. I think you're probably looking for a center this off season because is, is where yeah, not, not just snaps, but you've seen Lucas Patrick in particular, I feel like it's just he's pushed back too too mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Um, too many times there is a quarterback or there is a there is a defensive lineman in the quarterback's lap coming right up the middle with pressure, um, and a lot of time that's been Lucas Patrick. So I feel like Cody Whitehair has been the better you know blocker, but you can't have that those snap issues happen again. Um, you can't. Right, yeah, and and I don't know if. If Cody Whitehair, you know, looking ahead to the future, I don't know if he's worth the salary that you're paying him. I think you might want to get out of that last year of his contract next year and, and yeah, look for a long-term solution at that center spot. Um, and, and you certainly aren't going to be paying Cody Whitehair that much to be a backup. Uh, you know, that's, that's big time money. I forget what it is. 14 million, something like that. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I, I expect, the fact I expect that Cody Whitehair, this is probably going to be his last season in Chicago. But uh, you know, you get Nate Davis back, and you know, I think you're feeling really good about both tackle spots, both guard spots. Like you got some some really talented offensive linemen, like we said earlier, particularly in the run game. Um, you know, the pass pass protection is is has been all right. It's been pretty good overall um but you know there's always stuff that those guys need to work on in, in that area especially your two young tackles uh but you know health wise this is all this is all ha- trending in the right direction i'll say this you know we, we're there's no more excuses when, when justin fields comes back right like that offensive line is healthy you've had a sample size now with justin out there mm-hmm. that you should know what this offense looks like how it's going to operate best with the skill position players you have out there. Like they should be able to hit the ground running when he comes back against Carolina in the second half of the season. And if this offense isn't performing well, there's just no getting around it. You have to put it on the coaching staff. You have to put it on Justin Fields. 
Um, things are in place. Like, I'm not saying they, they should win more football games, but like come December, come the end of December, we should know what this Bears offense is and whether it's going to work or not. Yeah, we should. And, you know, there's there's winnable games on that schedule. There's there's games against defenses that they should be able to score against, one of which, of course, is the Panthers. And, you know, you can you can throw the Vikings and the, the Falcons and Packers in there, the Cardinals. Um, you know, you got two tough games against the Lions. And, and, you know, the Browns' defense has been really good, even though their offense is, is a different story. Um, so, you know, that might be a tough one to, to score points against. But, yeah, like, you should have a really good sense us, you know, hopefully everyone stays healthy. You know, somebody's probably going to get hurt at some point. You just hope it's not Justin again. Um, you hope it's not too many guys. And, and you should get some sort of idea of, of where this offense is at as it's currently constructed. And that can help you, you know, make your decisions, make your, your game plan heading into next offseason. <laughs> Mr. Shorty says the Panthers better be winnable, right? Yeah, right. I mean, obviously, I mean, it, it better be winnable. The I guess Houston struggled against Carolina, so we are in for a tight one. I bet CJ says. I mean, I the Bears aren't good enough to blow any team out of the water. Um, now no. Carolina's bad enough that they can be blown out by any team, but like I expect this to be a, a competitive game. I expect it. I expect it to be kind of sloppy, honestly. Mr. Mr. Shorty now says at least a tie. And you know what? That would be the uh, best case scenario if you're looking at next year's draft because you got both these teams' picks. And so uh, unless there's a tie, one of these picks is gonna gonna you know get get a little bit worse or better, however you're looking at it. Yeah. I don't where's Carol is Carolina got two wins? Where are they at? Yeah, Carolina is um Carolina has uh, um, one win, Kyle. They're one and they, seven. They're one they, and seven. They are just ahead of the Bears. I got the tankathon up here. Uh, it's Arizona one at one and eight. Carolina picking second at one and seven, and then you got the Bears at two and seven picking third. Oh, Arizona! That was a quality tank job on Sunday with Clayton Tune out there. Holy hell, was that bad football? I didn't get to catch any of that, but the, um, you know, I think Kyler Murray might be coming back this week, which is an interesting development uh, when you're looking towards the draft. Uh, I don't know, you know, the, the team around him still isn't very good, but that, that could, that could help them pick up another win or two or, or three or whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, I want to, let's spend a couple of minutes on that here since we were talking mm-hmm. about that. So yeah, Arizona's at one win. Carolina's at one win. Yeah. Arizona getting, Arizona getting Kyler back you know, that should improve them significantly. I mean, the question there is like, how motivated are they to win football games? Because they're clearly trying to lose. So even with Kyler back, like, I don't know. Um, I don't know how many games Carolina can win at this point. Uh, We need to start Peterman versus the Cardinals. I see Rick saying down there, Um, (laughs) you know, with, with the bears, um, I, I actually, or with Carolina being in that late window, this past week I watched quite a bit of that game and um Bryce Young again I, I want to caution we're talking about a really really bad team here um he's a rookie quarterback I you we shouldn't expect them to come in and light up the world he looked really really bad when I watched that game on Sunday like there was 
there was no defend defending some of the decisions. CJ uh, CJ Stroud, no CJ Stroud looked fantastic on yeah. Sunday. Um, Bryce Young, on the other hand, again, I'm trying to keep things in perspective. We're we're only week ten of the kid's rookie season. Mm-hmm. I got some concerns about Bryce Young though. After after, I, it's not the first time I watched him either this year. Um, it's not looking good though. Uh, I don't know how much you've had a chance to look at the tape. You know, I, I haven't had an opportunity to watch a whole lot of Panthers tape. I, I want to do that over these next couple of days before the game. Um, but but no, I, I haven't. On you know, Sundays are so busy. I, I have a hard time catching some of these other teams. But um, certainly, of all the rookie quarterbacks, he seems to be in the worst situation in terms of the talent around him, the receivers they got out there, you know, they get an ancient Adam Thielen uh, is their, is their top receiver for him. And, um, you know, guys like CJ Stroud, you, you plop them down and, you know, I know the Panther or the, uh, uh, the Texans were bad last year, but they got a couple of nice pieces and they're, and they're able to move the football and he looks competent and, just he looks the pant- not not just competent. No, not just competent. That was competent. an understatement. That was a, that was a very, that was an understatement on my part. Yeah. Um, so I want they scored that touchdown at the end of that game to win it, and the most impressive thing in that entire sequence was it was as if they expected to score. Like CJ yeah. Stroud throws that strike into the end zone to Tank Dell. Neither of those guys barely celebrated. It was just like, yep, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. And it just like bam, and I was like, "That you know what? I love to see that the confidence in the young players. Frankly, you want to see more of that out of Justin Fields." Yeah, yeah, totally. And and you do want to see that out of Justin Fields. And you know, it's just like, why can the Bears never find a, a CJ Stroud? You know, why why is it always got to be this long, difficult thing? When you draft a quarterback and, you know, it, it seems like we're talking about the same thing on a, on a three to four year cycle every, uh, every couple of years, Kyle. Well, you know, we've heard, we, there's been a lot of chatter about Justin Fields need, needing to finish games. Right. And we, I, at least I brush it off a lot of times. Like, listen, he's a young guy. He's on a bad team. Like, blah 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 but like then you see that out of cj stroud and you're like you know what at some point yeah that expectation has to be that justin field leads that drive right mm-hmm. and i we still haven't gotten to that point um and seeing cj stroud do that i guess uh you know that does put that or put that in the back of my mind a little bit like all right justin go out there and do that now like this is a particular like, let's say this comes down, like, this is a winnable game. This, mm-hmm. If you're playing Carolina in the fourth quarter, maybe you're down a touchdown, you're up a touchdown. You need to find a way to put this game away against a bad Carolina team. Yeah, and, you know, I would think that, you know, if Justin kind of picks up where he left off, you know, you're talking about back-to-back four touchdown games, and I, I know things were a little, little shaky in that first half against Minnesota, but, like, this is a team you should be able to to put some points up against. and and you know, there's a possibility that, that the, you know, he doesn't have to do that in this Panthers game, but yeah, no, I see what you're saying, Kyle. Like at some point you want to see the, the crunch time game winning drive uh, from Justin Fields. And, and it, it just feels like, you know, it, it hasn't been there. 
I'm trying to see that pop up here. Um, it says FYI, Mike says, uh, it also sounds like Brian Burns is not likely to play versus the Bears. Also, yeah, that'd be a big loss for uh, for Carolina if Brian yeah. Burns isn't able to go. Yeah, he's their he's their best pass rusher, and um, you know he's he's pretty much their best defensive player. So that's a that's a tough one if he's not gonna gonna be able to go in this game. We got just a couple minutes left with you guys before we got to sign off. Sean has to get over to Hallis Hall uh, with it being a short week. The Bears usually off on Tuesdays, but with a practice day or a walkthrough today, uh, Sean. Um, like I said, a couple minutes left here. What are what are the keys to this game on Thursday night? Yeah, um, you know, again, if Justin Fields is playing, you know, you, you hope that he can kind of pick up where he left off and and move the football. And, and you know, the, the, the run game was pretty good against the Saints. I know it, it kind of disappeared in that Chargers game because you fell behind. But this this team should be able to lean on that run, running game, uh, whether Khalil Herbert's playing or not, and, and you know, get out to an early lead. And, and that's when they've played their best football is when they, you know, get the ball and score first, uh, like we saw in the first half of that Saints game. You know, uh, I, I like the aggressiveness uh, from Matt Eberflus in, in taking the, the opening kickoff. He's been doing that the last, last uh, few opportunities he's had. Uh, keep doing that. Get out there, score, score first, and, and play from ahead. That's that's kind of like that's when they've played their best football, and I think they got to keep doing that. The Saints started all five of their drives in the fourth quarter. All five in Bears territory, and six out of the eight second half drives were, yeah. were started in Bears territory. You can't turn over the football. Your defense is doing enough. It's not great by any means. The pass rush is far from ideal. But the defense is doing enough to win games. The ground considering, game. Considering that they didn't have a sack in that game and you were without Tremaine Edmonds, that was a really good defensive game. Yeah. Uh, Mike Johnson asked, does DJ Moore have a big game against his old team? He seems to like Thursday nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he certainly um, – Sets up that way, Mike. Uh, if you have him on your fantasy team, I certainly wouldn't have him on the bench, I'd say, this week. Um, DJ Moore going ham, Mike says. <laughs> uh, you know, that's where I, I you know, between, between the way the defense is playing, again, not great, but good enough. The offensive line has gelled. It's playing better. You got the ground game working. This is a game you got to find a way to win. Bottom line. And You're frankly... You're at home. Frankly, you should look fairly impressive against a bad team doing it. I'm not saying that means you're a fairly impressive team. I just mean you should look fairly impressive against a really bad Carolina team. You're better than them in pretty yeah. much every position across the field. Um, like, I, you know, I think, and I'm assuming, I'm, I'll make my pick first here. Uh, mm. You know, I, I'm assuming Justin Fields plays in this game. Like, the Bears should win this. 31-17, something like that. The Bears should be able to put points on the board. Bryce Young is going to give you the ball at least once. Um, this is a game that the Bears have to win going away, I think. The Panthers are allowing a sack on 9% of, of pass attempts. That's, that's 26th in the NFL. You know, you just got this new pass rusher you're really excited about this uh, you know, and he was kind of quiet in his debut. You didn't get a sack the entire game from anybody. 
this is an opportunity to go get after the quarterback. And I think the bears will do that. You know, they, they, they do get sacks against really bad teams. Uh, you know, that's, they had, uh, you know, a handful uh, earlier in the season. I forget which game was that when they had five. Um, and, and I think this is an opportunity to, to sort of get back on the board there. I agree, Kyle, you know, I'm, I'm making this pick as if Justin Fields is playing and, you know, if Justin Fields plays, I think they should win this game, uh, you know, by a decent margin, I'm going to say like 27 to to 17, something like that. I mean, I think they can win this game handily. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy win, you know? Uh, uh, and then, you know, if Justin doesn't play, you know, that, that sort of changes the whole equation. I'm, I'm banging my head off the wall. If Justin <laughs> feels to play. I, uh, th- and this isn't just a, a bears thing. It's more, uh, I was talking about with this a couple of friends, a lot of QB injuries around the NFL this year. So many, so and many. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of watching bad football. I just want I just want to watch some good football on Thursday night. Please give us a good game. Uh, Sean has to run to Hallis Hall, though, so we're going to go ahead and sign off. Make sure you follow Sean on Twitter at Sean underscore Hammond. Myself on Twitter at Kyle Neighbors. You can find Jake, who's working behind the scenes for us, at Jake Bartleson. Uh, make sure you go to shallowlocal.com to find all of our Bears content. You'll have a column coming up there for Mark Silverman later this week. And stick with us Thursday night. We'll have all of your coverage. Then we'll be back here on Friday morning breaking down that game against the Carolina Panthers. For Sean Hammond, though, I am Kyle Neighbors. We'll talk to you guys later.